that we're never on our own. How many are thankful that wherever we are, he's with us and he goes before us, amen? Even if we can't feel him, even if we can't see him, it's who he is. So he can't leave us. He can't forsake us. Mm. Numbers 13, says, there we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. How many know that we have got to see us like God sees us? We've got to believe what God, God's word says we are. Because if we don't, if we believe something else, those around us are going to believe something else. Amen? So we have to stand in what God says and who he says. So we're all kind of, I think we're all familiar with this story. They were getting ready to cross into the promised land. And they sent 12 spies and only two came back honestly with the report of the Lord, amen? Because the others came back with a report of doubt and fear and unbelief. They didn't get to enter their destiny. I came to tell somebody today that you have a destiny in God and the enemy cannot thwart it and he cannot stop it and he cannot hinder it. If you will keep your eyes upon the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, if you will follow what he says for your life, if you will hold on to the truth of his word. So three things stood out to me. They became fearful. They doubted who they were and they were hanging with the wrong crowd. Sometimes we just gotta be careful what we listen to and what we open our ears to. Amen. We've got to be careful what we're doing and where we're going. 
So we're going to pray just for a minute. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray against every spirit, every attack, every onslaught of the enemy that's trying to change the minds of your people, that's trying to whisper in the ears of your people and tell them they're not who they say they are. God, we bind that in Jesus' name. God, we come against the enemy at the gate. And Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you're always with us and you go before us. And even when we're in the fire, Father God, that you will not leave us. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we just do declare a shifting in people. We declare a shifting in where they're headed. We declare a shifting in the atmosphere, Father God. Lord, that we will chase after you, Father. Lord, that we will believe the report of the Lord, Father God. Lord, that we will cast down imagination in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Father, that we will enter into our destinies. God, that no spirit will be able to abort the destiny of your people, Father God. Lord, we thank you for this in the name of Jesus. God, we agree with your word. God, we count it done in Jesus, matchless name.
just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for this. Jesus, Jesus. 
worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We honor you today, Lord. Adoration and praise belong to you. Jesus, Matthew chapter 5, Sermon on the Mount. He'd make this promise to us and to those that were there that day, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, it says this, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? See, there's a wellspring from heaven right now that's flowing in this room and if you're hungry and thirsty for the things of God you ought to stretch your hands towards heaven you ought to posture your heart towards heaven and say Lord <laughs> I know what the word says I know what it says if you want to be filled today by the presence of God by the spirit of God today you ought to just lift your hands blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled another translation for that word blessed is happy, happy, happy are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Some of you are, are, are in a pit of despair, and you need to stretch your hands in desperation towards the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and just say, God, I'm going to seek you with all that I am today. I like this song because it says, Lord, I'm sorry that I've come with my own agenda. I'm sorry, Lord, that I've made things the way that they shouldn't be and I'm sorry that I, I didn't let the main thing be the main thing which is you Jesus Christ so will you just do this with me today will you just stretch your hands towards heaven posture your heart towards heaven today close your eyes forget about who's around you forget about who's across the building forget about what's going on but think about the, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and I want you to just say Lord Here's my heart today, God. 
God, I'm hungry. God, I'm thirsty. Lord, I'm dry in this desert land. Fill me up, Lord, to overflowing. God, fill me up with your presence today. Fill me up with your anointing today, God. God, I've tried the world. Lord, it doesn't satisfy. God, it leaves me dry. It leaves me thirsty. It leaves me dying. But God, only you can satisfy. Only your presence can satisfy. Only your presence, Lord, can change situations. God, only your presence can draw me into, into who you are. God, that I may know you, God, as I begin to grow closer to you and I begin to hunger for the things of God. The scripture, Lord, your presence, God, a prayer life. God, I, I know, Lord, that you're going to fill us. So today, Lord, in faith, God, we lift our hands. God, in expectation, in great expectation of who you are, we say, Lord, move. Move, Lord. Move in our lives. Move in our hearts, Jesus. God, knowing that you're a good God, Lord, and setting our heart in a posture of, 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 of just expectation today, God, we lay our, our needs and our situations at your feet today, Lord Jesus. God, for those who need a touch in their body, in their, in their body, God, I ask, Lord, that healing virtue would begin to flow, God, begin to minister. Those who know someone, who, who, who know uh, somebody who needs a touch from God, God, I, I ask, Lord, that you would reach down, Lord, and on behalf, God, as we pray for those people, we lift them up in prayer, God. God, I ask, Lord, that you would touch right where they're at, at the situation that they're at, Lord, the need that they have. God, begin to just minister and touch in their body. God, we pray right now, God, for those who need restoration, God, in their life. God, I ask, Lord, Lord, that you would reach down and, God, we call the prodigal sons and daughters home. God, we, we, in faith, Lord, we say, sons and daughters, come home. Father's waiting on you. God, I ask, Lord, that you would, God, soften the hearts of your children, Lord, who have walked away, God. Those who have grown cold and hard-hearted, God, begin to soften their hearts, Lord Jesus. We honor you today, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Come on, can you lift your hands? Can you open your mouth? Begin to thank Jesus for what he's doing in this house, what he's doing in lives. Maybe you're watching online right now. I pray right now, God, that the Holy Spirit would begin to flow right where you're at. Maybe you're at home. Maybe you're sick today or, or, or whatever the situation. Maybe, maybe you don't even go to our church, but you just happen to be watching right now. I pray that the Holy Spirit would meet you right where you're at right now. Whatever you're praying for, that God would meet that need. Lord, we worship you, Jesus. Sing, I'm sorry. Come on, sing it.
Come on, one more time. Caught up in your presence. Come on, sing it out. here. Come on. just posture our hearts towards your presence today, towards what you have for us today. God, open our hearts, open our minds. God, open our spirits today for what you are going to do in this place. God, we thank you, Lord, in advance, Lord, for, for healing people, Lord. We thank you in advance for restoring people. God, we thank you in advance for saving people by the blood of Jesus Christ. God, we declare it. We know it. We believe it. We, we receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Amen. There's a sweet presence in the house today. Sweet presence of God in the house today. You may be seated today. And I want to say, say this. It's so good to see you today. Um, September 12th. 2021 and it's hard to believe yesterday was the uh, 20 year anniversary of of 9-11 and uh, I pray that you were able to take a little bit of time and and reflect and remember um, the lives that were lost that day lives were lost but many heroes were made that day too in the same moment um and we saw a resolve in uh, the, the people of America. How many remember where you were on September 11, 2001? I remember I was at work, and uh, it was just a crazy day. And I, I remember thinking I felt desensitized because when I, when I saw the, the video of the planes going into the World Trade Center, I remember thinking, it, it didn't phase me like I thought it should have phased me. And I remember thinking, man, I've watched too many movies because that, that and once the reality of it kind of hit me, I remember that day. But I remember December, or not December, September 12th, the day after 9-11, man, America was so united in, in, in itself. And here we are 20 years later, we're divided in a lot of different ways. And, and uh, how many know that... Uh, that God wants unity in his people. And so I, we have, I have a video I just want to share with you. I know, I know it was yesterday, it was the 20-year anniversary, but I, I want to just take a moment to honor those uh, who saved lives that day and those who gave their lives that day and just take a moment to do that. So we'll have a video right now. When it first happened, the minutes felt like hours. The hours felt like days, and the horror of what happened, one detail after another, could hardly be processed 
much less understood. Then days turned into weeks, and weeks turned into years. Memorials were built, wars were fought, victims' names were read, survivors tried to pick up the pieces over and over again. But no matter how much time has passed, we vow to hold these memories. We will never forget those who were taken from us. The world changes and shifts this way and that. But one thing stays constant. One thing is steady. God. God weeps with us. God mourns with us. God bottles up our tears and records them in his book. He is closer to you than your own breath and remains the cornerstone of life. God is the solid ground holding us up as the world moves beneath us. It's as true today as it was on that day. Our God reigns. He reigns over principalities and powers. His dominion stretches beyond what our eyes can see. And when the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, our God reigns. And we will always remember. I want to do this right now. If you'll bow your heads with me, I want to, I want to pray for the families that were affected. I know it was 20 years ago. But I want to pray for families who lost that day, even, even 20 years later. So let's do that as a church. Will you just pray with me? God, we lift up, God, each and every family member, Lord, and friend that was affected by the loss that day. 3,000 in number, Lord. God, in the Pentagon and the World Trade Center and those lost in the flight, Lord, in Pennsylvania. God, we may not always understand why things happen, but, but you are a good God. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just give peace today, Lord, to those who may be struggling with what happened 20 years ago. God, I pray, Lord, that their memory would be remembered, Lord, as they ponder and think about those people whose lives were lost, heroes of police and firefighters and first responders, many who lost their life trying to save others. God, I just ask, Lord, that you would just give peace over our nation, God. God, we speak peace, peace that passes all understanding. It's not something that we can do, but it's only, it can only come from you. God, to understand peace, God, we have to understand the grace of God. Those things go hand in hand. So, God, I pray, Lord, that as a people, Lord, here in America, Lord, that we would be reminded how good your grace has been, God, to us. And Lord, that the peace of God passes all understanding would be given to us because we know the grace of God God I pray for our nation God where there seems to be a lot of division and a lot of things going on 
God, may we be united on one thing, and that's who you are, Jesus Christ. God, I ask, Lord, that you would be with us, that you would protect those families, Lord, over the next days, and just give them sweet peace. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise and adoration, and everybody said amen. Thank you for doing that with me today, and I, <clears throat> I know you may have thought, well, that was that necessary? I, I wanted to do it, so that's why we did it, and so uh, we want to honor those. Amen. <clears throat> If, if you're a guest with us today, I want to say uh, it's good to have you here today, and it's an honor to have you in the house today, or if you're watching online, and uh, we're, we're glad you're here. And, you know, when you fly uh, airlines, they always say, we know you have a choice, and you are glad that you chose to fly with us today. Well, we know you have a choice in churches, and we're glad that you're here today, and we're so glad that you're here. Can we give all of our guests a, a hand clap of honor today? If there's anything we can do, uh, find one of the ushers. We want to just honor you and, and, and bless you. We just want to reach out to you and let you know this today, that Jesus loves you and he wants to know you and wants a relationship with you and he will change you. We believe that firmly around here. We, we don't just believe it. We know it. We live it. And uh, we, we want that same thing for you. Today I want to say <clears throat> happy Grandparents Day to all the grandparents. A lot going on in this, these last two days here, and uh, I've got a few things I want to talk about in, in grandparents. You ought to be thankful for your grandparents, because if it wasn't for your grandparents, you wouldn't be here. How many are happy for their grandparents? Um, they, they played a role in that. So uh, I, I got these, these things, uh, and these were just kind of some cute stories about grandparents. How many are a grandparent? Raise your hand if you're a grandparent. Oh, man, <clears throat> I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say this, they would have skipped their kids and go straight to being grandparents if they could. Is that true? All right. I don't know why that is. Um, I think the reason is, um, I think that grandkids and grandparents have a common enemy, and that's the parent and the son and daughter, you know, so I think that's why that is, but... Um, I thought these were kind of cute stories to share with Grandparents Day. And after uh, putting her grandchildren to bed, a grandmother changed into old slacks and a droopy blouse and proceeded to wash her hair. She heard the children getting more and more rambunctious. Her patience grew thin. At last, she threw a towel around her head and stormed into the room, putting them back to bed with stern warnings. Any grandparents ever had to do that? Uh, as she left the room... She then heard a three-year-old say with a trembling voice, Who was that? I thought that was cute. And uh, here's another one. My grandson was visiting one day when he asked, Grandma, do you know how you and God are alike? And I, many, I, I, I mentally polished my halo while I asked, No, how are we alike? And he said this, You are both old And the reason grandchildren and uh, grandparents get along so well is they have a common enemy, is what Sam Levinson said. And I, I, think, that's, I think that may be true. Um, uh, one of the most powerful hand clasps in, in, is that of a new grandbaby wrapping their 
hand around a grandfather's finger. Anybody ever experienced that? I know as a father, I've experienced that, and that, that is something else, and that's what uh, Joy Hargrove said. Um, Gene Parrott said this, my grandkids believe that I'm the oldest thing in the world, and after two or three hours with them, I believe it too. All the grandparents said, amen, right? Uh, and, and this, lastly, grandparents, the people who think your children are wonderful, even though they're sure... Uh, you're not raising them right. So the, the people who think your grandchildren are wonderful, even though they're sure that you're not raising them right. So uh, I want to say this. Happy Grandparents Day to all the grandparents. We're going to be doing something special for you on the way out today. Uh, we thought we could buy you a gift. We could do a lot of things. We could give you some candy. There's a lot of things we could have given you. But what we've got something just super special, personally made, just for you. So... Um, on your way out, uh, you're going to have a surprise. I'm going to leave it be right there. So you just got to wait in anticipation. Sometimes anticipation is great, right? And so I want to I want to do that. Um, it's just a good day. How many are How many are happy to be in the in the presence of the Lord? I'm happy to be in the presence of the Lord today. I'm I'm pondering what to do. If you're wondering what I'm doing right now, I'm just I'm just kind of waiting here. Will you stand with me? Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. Come on, sing it. You know it. How great Thou art. Come on, sing it out. How great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God. How great thou art. I know we've worshiped, but can we sing this? Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made. I see the stars. Come on, sing it out. I see the stars, I hear the mighty thunder, I hear the thun thunder, thy power, thy power throughout the universe. Then sings my soul, come on church, sing it out, come on you lead it. Then, ah, you sound good.
How great thou art. How great thou art. How great thou art. And then sings my. Come on, if you're grateful for him, can you give him praise today? Amen. Man, you guys sound good today. You sound good today. You, you may be seated. Thank you for, for doing that for me today. And that was unrehearsed, unpracticed, and you guys nailed it. Good job today. Uh, I tell you what, I, last week I spoke on... Uh, the benefits of, of waiting on God and why you should wait on the Lord. And uh, I'm just going to uh, piggyback off of this, Psalms 40. And, and you don't have that back there, so don't, 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 uh, don't look, be looking at the computer person. Don't be looking at Tamara because she, she knows she just, it's not back there. Uh, but Psalms 40, it says this, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew, drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry clay and set my feet upon the rock, making my steps secure. How many know that he'll make your steps secure? Amen. I love that. Now, this is the verse I, w- I want to kind of go home on here is he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God, and many will see uh, and fear and put their trust in the Lord. How many know that when the Lord brought you out of the miry pit, he put a new song in your mouth? Amen. So I want to talk to you today on this simple subject of my praise is a weapon. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, my praise is a weapon. I want, I want to explain something. When I say that, I'm not talking in a, in a necessarily a physical sense, not like a weapon like we would think, um, but in a spiritual sense. How many know that sometimes when in the spiritual world, uh, when, we, when we use the weapons that God has given us, it translates into a, a physical change, okay? So what's going on in the, in the spiritual realm when, and, and when things happen, it, it changes something in our physical realm. So I want to talk about to praise. And if you look up the definition of praise, it's really simple. And I don't want to keep you guys long today. Uh, it's this. It's to boast to rave, some of you, uh, uh, it means to boast, to rave, to commend, to speak well of, to laud. Some of you grandparents like to praise your grandkids. A few of you, all right? Like to praise your grandkids. And, and praise, when we're talking about praise, is, is the term we use uh, to give exaltation to the Lord. And the English word praise comes from the Latin word proteum, which means price, which uh, through time in several languages has been known as to prize or to praise. So when we praise the Lord, we are, we are showing that he is the highest prize to us. And when we begin to praise his name, praise is not something that we just simply do for 20 or 25 minutes to fill a time slot on Sunday morning, okay? It's just, it's not what we do, but it's a lifestyle for a child of God. I'm reminded when I was living at home, and my dad still does this. I will hop in the truck with my dad, and 
we'll be just going along and our conversation will stop. Uh, I think statistically when you're with someone every seven minutes, there's like, uh, like there's always some kind of silence. I don't know why that is. I've, I've read that before. But when you're in the car and you're talking to someone and then you just kind of stop talking for a minute. Anybody ever been there where you just stop talking to somebody? And then, but my dad, on the other hand, when I'm just sitting there and we stop talking, he'll just jump out of, out of nowhere and just be like, praise the Lord. And I'll be like, whoa, okay, what's happening? Or he'll start singing a praise song right there. There's victory. I'll be like, all right, dad. I'll, I'll reach over there and start playing on the dashboard, you know, playing the drums. But anybody have a dad like mine? Yes, I love that. And, 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 uh, but my dad, he would just do that. But I think there's something about the lifestyle of, of praise. And I think that it's something that we've lost in an essence of the church. Listen, you want to be a good example to your kids? You ought to worship. You ought to praise, in, uh, praise the Lord in front of them outside of these four walls. My dad has it right. When in the, he's got me, I'm a captive audience. I don't care how good or bad of a singer he is. I'm there and I'm going to be listening to him praise the Lord. So when am I supposed to praise? Psalms 34.1 says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My dad's got it right. At, at sometimes, when I feel like it, no, it's not what it says. At what all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And where should I pray? Psalms 113.3 says this. Everywhere from east to west, praise the name of the Lord. It doesn't matter where you go. You ought to be praising the Lord. Amen. Everyone say everywhere. Why should I pray? Psalms 145.3 says this. Great is the Lord he is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Psalms 156 says this. Let everything that has, uh, that, that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me say that again. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everyone say praise the Lord. All right, good. Praise is mentioned 248 times in the in the Bible, and I believe that if we aren't careful, we are missing something that's important. And praise is a powerful weapon that we have at our disposal at times. And we become uh, oftentimes complacent in our praise. C.S. Lewis would say it like this Praise is the means by which God reveals Himself to His people. Most of you say, Hey, I want to know God, begin to praise Him. Begin to praise Him with your mouth. Begin to praise Him with your lifestyle. I, and I know we can learn. Uh, I don't know about you. I can. I can learn from the character of God and who He is through Scripture. But when, when the praises go up, this is what I know about God. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. Amen. And I can't help but think that uh, when we don't know Him like we could know Him, we, we need to start praising Him. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, start praising Him. All right. I believe his blessings would chase us if we would learn to praise on a different level. And you know there are seven Hebrew words for praise. And one of those words is shabak. Everyone say shabak. And that means to shout praises, to express confidence in God. When we're praising God, we are sharing our confidence in who God is. How many are confident in the Lord? Amen. 
Come on, if we're going to do it, I want, come on, let's do it. How many are confident in the Lord? Your praise and my praise, it's a weapon that we often uh, forget that we have against the enemy. And I want to just, I want to leave you today with this. I mean, uh, it's just to tell you that today I pray at the end of this service that when we leave this place, that you will be reminded when we leave this place, that when the enemy comes in and tries to distract your mind and tries to cause confusion, that you have this weapon of praise that you, that you can begin to just worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And you can begin to shout in confidence that God is going to pull you through and bring you through. Amen. Do you believe that today? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word today. God, I ask, Lord, that you would be with me today. Lord, that you would use me as you see fit, God. God, I pray, Lord, that the words that come from my mouth would be yours and not my own. God, I pray, Lord, that, Lord, that hearts and lives would be changed in the mighty name of Jesus. We believe it. We declare it. And everyone said, amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in 2 Chronicles. I'm going to be looking at a story, 2 Chronicles uh, uh, chapter 20, verses 1 through 4. And my topic is, my praise is a weapon. Everyone say, my praise is a weapon. Didn't know that, did you? Well, now you know it. All right. Uh, and it says this. When you have it, say, I got it. All right. I'm going to be reading out of a different translation than what I normally do, the NLT uh, today. And it says this. After this, the armies of the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the sons of the Meunites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom uh, is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at, at uh, Hazazon Tamar. And this was another name of, uh, yeah, let that word, okay. Uh, Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. So here's the first thing I want, I want to talk to you about, about praise. And this is what I know about praise. Number one, point number one, if you're a note taker, praise brings us to a place of humility. Praise brings us to a place of humility. You say, oh, TJ, I think you should have, you made a mistake on that point. Praise doesn't bring humility. Uh, our trials and our suffering brings humility. And, 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 and I, say, I say this. You, you, know, you, you see it, it right there. Look at Jehoshaphat was deeply troubled by the news of being sur surrounded by the enemies. How many have ever felt like the enemy had you surrounded? How many have ever dealt with something? Maybe, maybe you got a diagnosis or maybe you were waiting on, on, on results from a test and you felt like the enemy had you surrounded or, or maybe it looked bleak in your situation and you felt sur surrounded. And How many have ever felt that way in your life? I have. And notice what Jehoshaphat does in verse 3. He begged the Lord for guidance. When you feel like you're surrounded, when you feel like life's got you down, you know what you need to do? You need to lean into the Lord. Last week I said, and the scripture said, I waited patiently upon the Lord. And he inclined and heard my cry. And you know what? Many of us go through trials, unwanted trials and things. And I think sometimes we waller in our trials. That's an old Ozark word, waller. Down in, we waller in our, in our trials instead of just asking the Lord for help right up front. I remember as a teenager going through situations and being the non-prideful person I am, I would not ask my parents for help, and I wallowed in my pride and in my situation when the whole time all I had to do was ask my mom and dad for a little bit of help, and they would have helped me. 
Amen. Some of you are like, I'm walking in that right now. Well, get out of your pride right now. And I, I think this, this is too often. We, we, we are piloting and Jesus is in the co-pilot seat when it should be the other way around. And we're asking, <laughs> we're piloting and we're asking Jesus for guidance. And Jesus is saying, I want to be in the driver's seat. I can lead you through this. And, and so uh, uh, here's a king with resources of men, with military tactics, with generals and advisors. You know what he goes? He goes straight to the Lord first. How many times do we, are, we, are we the opposite of that? I, I, Lord, I've got resources. I've got money. I've got health insurance. I've got this. I've got that. I've got friends. I've got people that are knowledgeable in this field. And we go to them before we go to the Lord. But a king here, this is what he does. He goes straight to the Lord for guidance. And the beginning of praise, listen, the beginning of praise, this is where humility comes in. The beginning of praise is our dependency upon God. When we know that we need God, we can praise God. Amen? And so the, the infancy stages of praise starts with prayer. Oh, some of you, I lost you right there. The infancy stages of praise start with prayer. And listen, praise is a sacrifice. Sacrifice meaning it's going to cost you something. And oftentimes, we don't like paying the price of praise. You might have to sacrifice your pride. You mean I'm going to have to worship people and, uh, and the people in the church might know that I'm worshiping the Lord. You might have to sacrifice, lay your, 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 your self-will aside because praise puts attention on the Lord and his goodness and it's not about you and so I I, I can't believe uh, you know I've made it this far well actually I, I never would have made it this far without Jesus praise look at this Psalms 56 4 says this I will freely sacrifice to you I will praise your name O Lord for it is good we bring the sacrifice of into the house of the lord and you know what sometimes i come in and and my sacrifice is i'm tired sometimes you come in here and you're tired and sometimes when i'm speaking your eyes are not enough I and mean, you know it's a sacrifice to stay awake sometimes right and, and so but i will freely sacrifice to you that you there that why is capitalized because it's to the lord and I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. So what did it cost the people of Israel? Look at this in, 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 in three, uh, chapter 3, or verse 3 and 4. It says this, Jehoshaphat was terrified by, the, by his news and begged the Lord for guidance. And he also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. Woo! Everybody start fasting. Oh, man, I'm hungry, king. No, no, begin to start fasting. So verse 4 says, so people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Man, I couldn't help but wonder what would happen to our nation if the people of God would all go to Washington and begin to fast and pray what God would do for, for our nation. People left their hometowns, and they went to Jerusalem to seek the Lord for help. They fasted, the dreaded F word. They fasted. They gave up something, and we give ourselves a pat on the back for making it to church on time on Sunday mornings. 
I'm not trying to pick at you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying oftentimes we, we don't understand the sacrifice of praise. We're, we're, we're just like, God, I, I did this. And, and I, I think God, God will honor you for, for doing the things that you can do. But oftentimes I think our effort is sometimes just okay and not as good as it could be. Kind of reminds me of, you know, when you think back to, to when I went to school. And now that I'm older and I look back to when I was in high school. I could have tried a lot harder than I did. How many could have tried a little bit harder in high school? All you teenagers look around at all those hands going up. How many wish you would have tried a little bit harder in school? All right. All right. Thank you guys for doing that. All right. Zaylee Wyatt, did you guys see that? All right. But we have to change our attitudes to respond to bringing the sacrifice of praise again. That means before I get here on Sunday, oh, I've already prayed. I've already sought the Lord. I've already prepared my heart when I come in. See, here's what, what normally happens is we come in here, and, we, we, and, and I love our worship team. Our worship team does a great job. Let's give them a hand. They do a phenomenal job week in, week out. But this is what often happens. We come in here, and we expect them to put us in an attitude of praise. Did you know that it's your responsibility to put yourself in an attitude of praise and say, hey, God, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. Before I get into the building, I'm going to come in with an attitude of praise. I am ready. I am ready in anticipation for God to do what he is going to do. And so often our praise is a response to, to you know, the worship team or to, to the pastor or, or whatever. And it's not really from our heart. And we've all been guilty of that. And that's why it's called a sacrifice of praise because it cost you something. It cost you something. And you want to see God do the miraculous in your life? What's it going to cost you? Look at this. Hebrews 13, 15 says this. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual what? Sacrifice. There it is. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual what? What does that say? Before that, it says continual. Do you know what that word continual means? Sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Amen. How many, how many believe that today? And when we start to praise, it always starts with our need for the Lord. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I, I can't do nothing. That's why the scripture tells us uh, that those who are forgiven of much rejoice of much. You ever seen someone just really begin to praise and you thought, man, they're a little bit crazy in their praise. You ever been judgmental like that? Right? We've, we've all done it and thought, man, they're just a little bit over the top. But this is what I've come to understand about people like that. People that often praise boisterous or loudly in church. Listen, now, there's, there's moments where it's just a, like where you got to, where it become, can become a distraction. But listen, but those who, who begin to worship and, and praise loudly or, or, or whatever the case, you don't know where they came from. You don't know if God delivered them from jail. You don't know if they were on their deathbed and God pulled them up and, and brought them out. You don't know the situation that they came from. And so I say this, you ought to be very, very careful when you go picking apart people's worship and praise. I'm going to leave that one right there. But Jehoshaphat, here he is. He's surrounded and it looked bad and it looked dark. 
but he knew where his help comes from. Look at this, point number two right here. Praise invites his presence. Point number two, praise invites his presence. Everyone say praise invites his presence. I like this scripture, not Psalms, Psalms 22.3 says this, God inhabits the praise of his people. That word inhabits means he's here, enthroned. Is, is another way that you can translate that. Uh, translate that. I just, I just want to feel His presence, and then, and and make a place for the Lord to habitate. And can I tell you something? It starts with praise, and praise starts right here with me. He inhabits the praise of His people. If you want to experience His presence, then you got to make time, and you got to make a place for Him to dwell. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. Early in the morning, praise his name. In the evening, praise his name. In the good times, praise his name. In the bad times, praise his name. And here's what we need to know. You'll never be closer to the Lord than, you, than when you make a place for him to dwell. That means he's going to be right there with you. And he's going to help you. Look at this. Jehoshaphat was allowing God to come in and inhabit their praises, but also their situation. Lord, I worship you, Lord. And, 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 and oftentimes we allow the Lord to come in and inhabit us, but sometimes we don't allow him to permeate and get into our situation. Amen? And I don't know about you, but when I'm in the presence of the Lord, like today was such a great wonderful presence of God in our worship service. But I, I love this because what happens is, and I, and I come in and I feel refreshed and I feel renewed in his presence. And the scripture tells us that God's mercies are renewed each and every morning. Did you know God wants to meet you each and every day with something fresh and something new? You don't have to eat yesterday's pizza. He's got new pizza for today. Amen. And all my people who ate leftovers said amen. How many have a friend that when you get around this friend, you always feel lifted up? Anybody have a friend like that? How many need a friend around you that will help lift you up? All right, all you people that see these hands raising right now, those people need a friend that will help lift them up. Um, and, and I love being around people like that. Matter of fact, I had this week I had a pastor friend call me. And, and he called me, and he calls me periodically, and he said, I, I've got this situation. I knew when he answered the phone that he meant business. He said, I've got this situation, and I, I need some advice. And, and I was talking to him, and as I began to talk to him, we, you know, we were going through this situation, and, I, you know, and I, he was just asking me what, what, he, what, he, he, what, what am I trying to say? What he thought I should do? No, what I thought, what I thought he should do. There we go. My mind was messed up there. Sorry about that. <laughs> Hopefully he wasn't telling me what he thought I should do. Because um, he called me. I didn't call him. So he was telling me what I thought he should do. There we go. I got it. Um, and, and he was asking for some advice and help. And I began to talk to him. And afterwards, I just began to, we began to kind of reminisce and laugh. And before I got off the phone, he said, thank you. He said, thank you. He goes, I knew if I called you, you could talk me down because he said, I was pretty hot. And I said, well, I'm here, man. Anytime you ever need me. 
And so, but anyways, uh, but, you know, so we need those, those people to help lift us up. But after being in the Lord's presence, don't you just feel better? Don't you just feel lifted up? You may come in heavy, but you leave with your burdens lifted. And I love that about God. Your situation could be the worst thing, but a moment with the Lord gives us perspective, a true perspective of who God is in light of our situation. That's why you feel better right there. But look at this. Psalm 16, 11 says this. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In the Lord's presence, there's fullness of joy. That means that when the presence of the Lord is in the house, if you don't leave here with joy, that's on you. That was not in my notes, but that, that's good. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I love that verse. And I love the communion that I have in, in the Lord's presence. And when I'm with the Lord, and the worst day turns into the best day after spending time in the presence of the Lord. And Jehoshaphat and Israel, I believe they trusted in the Lord after spending time and fasting and praying for, for a, a, an answer for their nation. And I believe that if we as a core of believers begin to pray for our nation and our situations that God can use our praise to start pushing back darkness. My praise is a weapon. I love that. Praise invites his presence into our lives and our situation. Point three, I'm going to ask the worship team to come down. Everyone said, amen, this is fast. Going fast today, pastor. Number three, praise makes the enemy flee. That's it. Praise makes the enemy flee. Second Chronicles, if you go uh, 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 chapter 20, verse 20, jump down, it says this. This is their situation. It says, early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. Can I tell you something? If you stand firm in what God has told you and what you believe and what you know about Jesus Christ, you will stand firm in your situation. Amen. Man, look at this. Success in serving the Lord requires complete trust in Him. I didn't write it. It's there. Those that wait, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Another word for wait is trust. Those who trust in the name of the Lord shall renew their strength. Praising the Lord requires complete trust in Him. Look at this. John 14.1 says this. And Jesus is talking to His disciples. He's about to, he knows He's about to go to the cross. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Can I ask you this today? Maybe your praise has been a little bit stifled. What are you believing? Are you believing in God? Are you trusting in God? Or are you believing in your situation? Are you looking at your situation and believing in what the lies that the enemy has told you? Look at this. Verse 21 says this. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord, praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. Everyone say, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Everyone say it again. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love 
endures forever. Say it again. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Sometimes our praise and our faith and obedience to the Lord may make us look a little bit crazy. I'm sure that if I was part of the choir that day, I'd have been Jehoshaphat. You want us to lead? You want us to go out in battle with our voices? You want us to go battle physical weapons with our song? Sometimes it doesn't make sense to us. Completely surrounded. They were completely surrounded, but Josephette says, by obedience to the Lord, I'm going to send the choir out first. And maybe our praise is, is louder and boisterous, but I hear the old saint saying, you don't know like I know what God's done for me. Anybody ever heard someone say that? I've heard that growing up in my life. And the choir was sent out first. Lord, we fasted. Lord, we've prayed. This is what you have for us, and this is how you're going to defend the nation. Send the choir out front. I would have been like, hey, let's send the infantry. Send the cavalry. Those with weapons. But no, we're going to send the choir out. It's crazy, right? Like I said earlier, I love our worship team. They do a great job, and they do a lot of things. But I, if, if, if the President of the United States called me and said, Hey, can you send your worship team? And we're going to send them out to battle, and they're going to they're gonna lead the, the charge in this battle. and We're going to send them out. I guarantee most of them would be sick or not available. I'd probably have laryngitis. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't, can't, can't make it today. Just don't have the voice, you know. Verse 22 says this. At, every, at, at that very moment, they begin to sing and give praise. And the Lord caused the armies of Amnon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. And the armies of Moab and Abnon turned against uh, their allies, Mount Seir, and killed every one of them. And after they destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Oh, check this out. So they begin to lead with the choir. And before they could even get to the battlefield, God had already taken care of it. Verse 25 says this. Well, let, me, let me ask you this. How many know that God will fight your battles? God will fight your battles. You, you only have to stand still is what Scripture says. And, and oftentimes we, we make things harder than what they are. This is how I fight my battles. You know, I love that song, right? This is how I fight my this, You know how I do that? I do it with praise. I do it with worship. And it's something that we've, we've lost here, uh, maybe not just in our church, but I think in the church as a whole is we have this weapon at our disposal. When we begin to praise we lift up the name of Jesus, darkness begins to flee. God begins to do the miraculous. And as they're singing, I can see them at the lookout point, moving over to the lookout point, and there's this battle going on over here. And they're singing, and they're like, nobody's moving down there. They're all laying down. They're all dead. Look what God has done, and your praise is a weapon, and, and this is what happens. And, and the praise, is, praise is a funny thing, but when we begin to praise the Lord, 
in our situation. It may look bleak. It may look bad. We may feel like we're surrounded. But when we begin to praise the Lord, this is what happens. The enemy gets confused because he's confused. He thinks he's got you down. But when you begin to praise the Lord, it confuses the enemy. And that's what happened here. The enemy got confused and they began to fight each other. And God took care of the battle before they even had to lift a finger. Look at this, verse 25. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days to collect it all. Verse 26. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing. Woohoo! Verse 26 says, on the fourth day, they, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is called the Valley of Blessing today, still to this day. Verse 27, then all men returned to Jerusalem with Joseph at leading them overjoyed that the Lord had given them the victory over their enemies. Verse 28, they marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. They didn't stop praising. They kept praising. Look at this, verse 29. When all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. Verse 30. So Jehoshaphat, uh, Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Listen, I'm going to here to tell you today that when you begin to praise the Lord, when it looks like you're surrounded, when you begin to praise the Lord, if you'll continue to praise Him, He will bring you to the valley of blessing. You, he will fight your battle for you. You just need to follow Him. Some of you have been going through trials for weeks or maybe months or days or maybe even years in this building. And I'm here to tell you that God is about to turn your situation into the valley of blessing. Do you believe that today? What the enemy has taken, God is going to restore it. Look, the, the enemy came in. They were surrounded. They had fear. They were not sure what to do. They leaned on the Lord. And then they get to this other side of the battle. Guess what they have? They have plunder. They have joy. They're singing. They're excited. So what the enemy meant for you, God is going to flip around to joy for you. When you, when you weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen? And the enemy is, is taking notice today. And he hears, the, hey, the Lord has fought battles before. And I don't know about you, but I believe that the Lord is looking for a people that will praise him again. Will you bow your heads with me all across this building? Someone's child is going to come back to the Lord. Some of you have been battling for your kids. Someone's marriage is going to be restored. Some of you have been fighting hard for your marriage. Some of you have been fighting for your job. Someone's job is going to come back. Someone, I, I believe this. Someone's depression is going to there's going to be unspeakable joy. I, I just believe it. My praise is a weapon. Stand with me all across this building. I heard about praying. this is what I want you to do and say, hey, I'm, I'm not as familiar with this. I come from this kind of background where we 
where we praise and we sing this many songs. And the Bible says this, that to lift up holy hands, the Bible talks about that. It talks about lifting up your voice, talks about shutting your in the presence of God. The Bible also uh, talks about, you know, using your feet in worship. And there's so many things, but uh, it's about using your voice in worship and, and, and praise. This is what I want you to do today. I want you to stretch your hands towards heaven. If, if you have, if you felt like enemy is surrounded you right now, and it seems dark and it seems bleak, and, and maybe you're looking for answers today, can I tell you, joy comes more. Some of you are in this, this, this position, Jehoshaphat, the, uh, the people of Israel are in, where you feel like you're surrounded, you feel like you're not give up. Can I tell you this? The first thing you need to do is begin to pray. Lord, I have been saved upon you. Lord, I need you. I can't do my own. Lord, I'm of this. God, help me get through this. What should I do? Some of you need to, 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 to sit your prayer closet open. Some of you need to open that back up. Now, God, minister uh, through you in that way again to seek the Lord like you used to seek the Lord. Some of you need to take off, like, wipe off the dust, pat off, begin to pray like you used to pray. So what happens? God tells you to begin to pray situation. No man know what to do. This is crazy, Lord. Why would you send the choir out? I would send the choir out. And I could just see the Lord saying, you don't what I can do. So, oh, why would you Why would you ask me to praise in this time? Why would you ask me to praise in this situation? God said, you don't know what I can do with this situation right now. He inhabits praise with people. He inhabits the praise of his people. When we begin to praise him, when we begin to lift him up, he begins to dwell. And the enemy begins to run. Hell touch his leg. I want to give Jesus a hand clap of praise. If you don't know Jesus in this place, with all eyes closed, just for my. If you don't know Jesus in this place, I want you to know him. He's a friend, six close with brother. He wants a relationship with you. The scripture tells us all have sinned and fall to the glory of God. We've all, all sinned. Everybody, even, even me, I've, I messed up. But let me tell you something. There's a Jesus made press on the cross for sins. And he wants a relationship. Don't Jesus personal I take a moment to do this. With all, all eyes closed, all heads down. You want to know him as your personal savior? Would you just lift your hand? Anybody in the building? Just this, I don't want to miss a moment to, to lead someone to Christ. This is important. Why do you do this, Pastor? Because souls are on the line. It's important. Anybody in the building? Any, anybody in the building? All right. I said, this is what I want you to do. Then this this is how we're going to do this. We're going to. You can look back. We'll do something. We're going to do something different. I I don't feel like doing something different today. They're going to see this song they sang earlier. This is what I want you to do. If you have a situation, I'll pray with you about your situation. But if you have a need, you have whatever's going on in your life, you feel the enemy's got you surrounded, this is your moment to establish prayer in your life. I read that scripture. I waited, went patiently on the Lord. And he inclined and heard my cry. And he established my steps. Pulled me out of, out of the, uh, the miry pit or the miry clay and the pit. And he established my steps. And the next part of that, he put a new song in my mouth. And this moment is your moment of praise. This is why I'm going to sing a song. I want you to just lift your hands. I want you to declare the good of God. I want you to declare that you need him. And, and I need you to have me a situation. Give me God. Give me reckon. Lord, and I know that when I begin to preach you, you're going to come and inhabit. You're going to groan. I'm pray. Lord, you're going to dwell there. And Lord, lastly, I know you're going to send the enemy running. And, and, and running hot hell in the name of Jesus, we declare that. Can you lift your hand? Can you lift your hand? Can you lift your voice? Can you lift your heart this morning? They're going to sing this. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Do what you're going to do, Lord.
You are strong God. You are strong God. There's no unspeakable joy in your presence. I speak joy, Lord. I speak joy over lives. I speak freedom over lives. this word our hearts god i pray lord that we would be reminded as we, as we go away lord praise the lifestyle god it's not something we do for 25 minutes it's building it's something that we each and every day lord but i pray that the praise of your people go forth praise god lord, that lord, we as we get to pray god the, the darkness would be pushed back in jesus name we receive it we thank you we use your hands to this out bless you may the lord bless you may the lord keep you Lord, his face shine upon you and be to you lord up his countenance upon you and give you peace on in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before you post, we have a few announcements for you. Um, there are giving boxes out at a bar and one up, upstairs at the balcony. And happy dinner day. If you are in a house short stop and get a gift uh, before you leave today. Um, I remind you there is a WIM meeting this Tuesday at the next. This is September 14, 7 o'clock. Ladies, bring your snacks and desserts and all the fun stuff to share, and we'll have ocean and good time together. Friends Day, September 19th. Bring a friend. We'll be able to play games, have fun aside after service. We're going to provide and prepare that. We have only two spots of marriage retreat. So if you thought you weren't sure, next the time to sign up, there are two spots available. That is going to be October, Burns, Canton, Fort. It's 100 people. It pays for your hotel room, and it pays for dinner Friday night, snacks on Saturday. You can go to the Asian desk register pay. Um, ladies, is an Inspire Women Orange Inventor coming up on October the 9th. This event is just $20. You can up at Welcome. You may remember we had a few years ago. It was a great time. Um, there is the Word. There's worship. There's a me and a great time to sit together, ladies, from the church and go and others in unity and get fed. So sign up that $20 again for information. And then finally, don't forget to bring your individually wrapped snacks for the soup. Spot. 